श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा के जाए श्री श्री गौरावनाद and as mentioned earlier, I want to follow uh, upon the lead of Maharaj. Padmanabha Maharaj spoke this morning about obstacles hmm, on artas, on the path of bhakti. And uh, by way of following up, I want to uh, begin tonight by retelling the uh, Putana Leela. And uh, we go forward, we'll tell some other leelas as well. And the reason, the reasoning behind this, of course, is that in his Chaitanya Shikshamrita, which is a book uh, penned by Bhaktivinoda Thakur with the Western audience in mind, he uh, suggested that these leelas in Braj, wherein Krishna uh, deals with obstacles in the form of the the henchmen and women, uh, as it was, of, uh, of Kamsa, uh, could be uh, reflected upon by sadhakas um, and metaphorically to uh, compare the obstacles in the form of the, the demons of Braj, if you will, with uh, obstacles within ourselves, hmm? and uh, this is a very uh, um, positive way to deal with negativity, hmm? uh, because of course, by recalling the pastimes of Krishna, we develop some um, some scars, some impressions, and um, some affinity for him. Hmm. And so the positive approach, it said sometimes that the best defense is a good offense. Hmm? So by bringing Krishna into our lives, then we can take out readily things that are uh, in the way of our getting uh, closer to him. Hmm? So we don't have a separate method for doing away with obstacles. Hmm? Separate from... We don't have a separate method for uh, anartanavritti we have what's called artha pravriti. If there are anarthas, then there are arthas. Artha means a, like a, a value. Mm-hmm. So anartha means it's not valuable or it's a false value. But there are real values as well. The real value is is the wealth of prem. Mm-hmm. The vehicle through which it's been exported from Golok to here is Harinam, the wealth is the brain of that um, uh, dawn, that which makes the leela go around. So, by thoughtfully, step by step, with good association, pursuing the ultimate artha, the ultimate value, hmm, false values will, will surface. Sometimes the example is given of planting a a, uh, a vine, and um, although you didn't plant them, it would seem, unless weeds arise, and the need to pull them out, that they might not choke the vine, right? So, <clears throat> so by pursuing anyway the ultimate in value, the highest value, the highest wealth, then we can do away with our false sense of values. Mm. And so what better way to do that than to recite the leelas? And these leelas in particular, which um, in one sense uh, are um, thought to be occasional, relative primarily to this world, hmm? and um, in the Prakat leela, although some semblance of them is there, in the Apakat Leela. Um, we don't find, let me give you an example, in Govinda Leelamrita or Krishna Bhavanamrita, these types of 
books that are um, written as a as a meditation on that prakash or that section of the leela that we seek to enter into. That's the prakash that relative to the prakat or the manifest leela, just as Krishna is about to leave for Mathura. Stop. Hmm? And the Braj is all in place now. Govindakund is manifest, Radhakund is manifest, Chamkund, everything is in place. Krishna has become a Kishore. Hmm? And so let those leelas continue. We want to enter into that section. Hmm? And Govinda Lilamrita, Krishna Bhavanamrita, they take that section and then they, the authors, Krishnas Kaviraj, Krishna Chaptitaka, respectively, and as others have done as well, they're not including in those Leela narratives the destruction of the various demons and so forth, like the Bhagavad does, by contrast. Hmm? So, in I was explaining uh, at Sadhu Bhavan, first night I arrived about the book that I'm writing, and um, now I'm in the last chapter, so the first chapter, it's called The Circle of Friends, or Sakya Mundum. And, uh, and so the, the circumference is, is the, uh, where the chapters of the tattva reside, and they form the, the parameters or the circumference within which friendship can, in a divine sense, in a eternal sense, mitram sanatanam can take place. And then the radius, which is, of course, the distance between the center and the circumference, internally consists of, in this book, consists of uh, a retelling of the Prakat Leela. So some of these stories, like we're reading in the morning out of the Kaliya, uh, Kaliya Leela, Kaliya Dhamana. So we're telling it as it, as it unfolds. Hmm? And in the center of the last chapter, which I haven't written yet, will be just focused on that. It's all unfolded. The demons are of Braj are, are finished. Krishna is about to go to Mathura. We'll stop him there. And then uh, write something similar, short, much shorter than Govindalilamrita or Bhavanamrita. But focusing on that precaution and from a different course base, from the Sakyaras base or perspective. Relative to the title and subject of the book, mm. so this is uh, insightful, I want to say, on the part of Bhakti Vinod to in, to incorporate these uh, demon-killing leelas into the life of sadhakas and and also to look at them metaphorically as something that would be more the Western mind, rational mind would be more inclined to do. Hmm? And um, perhaps in the Eastern mind, and uh, and it's not that there are more in artists in the Western world, but <laughs> but uh, there's plenty in the East as well. But um, this is, I thought, a very insightful um, um, suggestion of his. It's, we don't we don't find it um, uh, in the, in the uh, such a suggestion prior. To him, and um, as I say, these um, these uh, lila grantas for meditating on the on the eight divisions of the day of Krishna don't include them. So, so we'll speak something about them. And of course, within the beginning of that, um, we'll start with the first one, which is uh, Srimati Putana. Mm-hmm. You might be, think that's peculiar to address her in that way, but there's good reason for that, as we'll see going forward. So, of course, there's now I should say that Bhakti Vinoda suggested that this demon represents this, and this demon represents that, and so forth. But this is not some fixed thing. It's unfortunate that devotees have this sometimes um, idea that this Leela is about that, and Bhakti Vinoda said it, and it can't be about it. He's giving us, you have to look at the essence of the spirit of the suggesting. These leelas could be looked at metaphorically as a meditation on the leela with a focus on removing the inner obstacles 
to my entrance in that Leela. So, and for that matter, I think Marge has gone through a number of different types of anarthas in his discussion, I would imagine. Well, so that'll come up. Whatever he will say, there are plenty more. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's some, you have some license to, to think and, um, and employ these particular uh, type of Leela narratives in your own progress in terms of remembering them and connecting the uh, central demonic figures with obstacles that arise uh, for you. Um, so, as I say, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsi Thakur, for example, uh, he looked at the Putin and the Leela in, in a number of different ways. One of the one of the ways he looked at it was as a as a metaphor for um, substance over form. To use a term often um, invoked by Bhujpat Sridhar substance over form, or I should say in this instance, form over substance, form getting the hand over substance. Um, and in particular, it's interesting to note that in, in looking at it like that, he was critiquing institutionalization of uh, the teachings and how the institution can get the upper hand over that which it was formed to facilitate the substance. And it can be identified with, misidentified with the substance and the very institution that was formed to facilitate our spiritual life becomes the cause of um, inhibiting our spiritual life. And I think, you know, we all know something about that. Um, most of us were in a different institution at one time that wasn't, was no longer working for us. And one of the reasons was that uh, it became more of a society consciousness than the God consciousness uh, focus. So he looked at the Putin Leela as one of the ways, like this, given that Putin, of course, as we'll hear, disguised herself. She looked like a devotee. So somebody can look in every way, shape, and form like um, it's meant to facilitate bhakti, but and we're chanting. Many people are joining. What could be wrong? So Putana was, was really here. She was well dressed, uh, well disguised, so to speak. So, the, uh, uh, so anyway, this is one of the ways in which he looked. Another way to look at it, of course, is that we ourselves are uh, often um, devotees in name only, and we go through the motions, and we, we're able to convince others that, that we're. Uh, advanced, as uh, maybe the case, or um, and, and deceive ourselves, and so this uh, is something we want to uproot, right? So these are some suggestions, and I leave it to you to use the leaders in this way along these lines, uh, as you may. But my job is to tell the story, so <laughs> and. Um, uh, and see where it, what what tangents it may take us out on, what loops it may take us out onto the side. And we'll try to plow ahead and go through the whole whole story. But it begins in the Bhagavad um, with a um, a preface in which. Um, And I'm going to elaborate on the Bhagavatam itself based on commentaries and other texts that have told uh, the Leela and my own insights and so forth. Um, but yeah, it begins with a, uh, a messenger coming from Mathura. And this is just after, just shortly after the birth of Krishna. Uh, Jiva Goswami employs this in his Gopal Champu. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it, it, for him, which in Gopal Champu is a retelling of the whole Prakat Leela. The devotees are in the Aprakat Leela, and 
the whole story of their previous life on earth is being told and they're meditating on it and taking great pleasure in it. So those in the Prakatlila, from our side, taking birth there, seeking to enter, that's our preoccupation to go there. And apparently, from that side, there's a preoccupation for coming here. Mm-hmm. And again, manifesting the legal and so forth. So, uh, please come in. Come. So, um, uh, once Krishna appears, of course, to depart ostensibly from Braj, to go to Mathura, to kill Kamsa and Dwarka, and so on and so forth. Jiva Goswami keeps the inhabitants of Vrindavan informed hmm, through messengers at different times. Hmm? And, of course, this is picking up on the uh, Bhagavat's own employing, if you will, of this uh, method, wherein, for example, Uddhava comes to bring a message. Balaram comes to... uh, bring a message. Mm-hmm. Um, to the inhabitants of Vrindavan who are feeling separation. Now in the Putin Leela, of course, Nandamar is not feeling separation. Krishna has just been born. But um, but a messenger comes from, uh, from Mathura, mm-hmm. sent by uh, Vasudev. I should say that um, um, the principal messengers, if you will, that are uh, mentioned in the Bhagavatam, Uddhava and Balaram, coming to bring messages from Krishna to the inhabitants, they are very much uh, influenced by Sakyabhav. Uddhava, of course, is in Dasyabhav, but his Dasya is, com- is bundled together with Sakya, such that he reaches sometimes the stage of Pranay. Hmm? in his uh, uh, emotional ecstasy. So he's very much like a friend. And of course, Balaram is, is, uh, is uh, the best friend of Krishna. And this tells us something that Jiva Goswami also plays on um, about Sakyarasa, if we might just for, for a moment. With regard to separation, that the Prakat Leela is, uh, is centered on. Like I mentioned the other night, the unmanifest Leela is characterized primarily by a state of, a state of union hmm, with Krishna. And the manifest Leela on earth is characterized in an overarching sense by separation. Hmm. And of course separation is the low tide that we can enter into the ocean of Bhakti Rasa easily without getting knocked over by a large wave, and then having entered in, then we'd be in a position to ride the high tide, so to speak, and out to sea, right, is the idea. But um, these two friends, if you will, Uddhava and Balaram, they are coming to pacify the inhabitants of Braj in their love and separation, the Virahabhav. Hmm? And so the special place, there's a special place in Sakyabhav with regard to um, uh, Viraha. Sometimes, they asked me recently, did, did, did the coward boys ever experience separation because we know of the gopis separation and so forth. And of course, they do. And actually, it's kind of tripled hmm, from our perspective in comparison to that of Vatsalibhav or Dasya or even Gopibhav. What do I mean by that? Well, uh, let's take, uh, for example, the when Krishna does leave for Mathura. That's very painful for the inhabitants of Braj, especially for Vatsalirasa and Dasiras and for um, Gopibhav. But Krishna's friends go with him. It's after all, it's a wrestling match. So they're not going to miss that. And Krishna is going to perform many heroics in heroic deeds in, in Mathura. And they have to be there. They're thinking as to assist him, of course. So uh, they go along with him. And there in the, they, they witness his, his meeting with the, um, the tailor 
Kamsa's tailor, who's bringing the new clothes of Kamsa, and Krishna takes the clothes and distributes them to his friends. They all dress up like the king and, and so forth. And, and the, the tailor objects and, and Krishna responds accordingly, right? Um, but they meet the weaver, hmm? and he's a, he's a devotee. And right before the other coward's eyes, he turns him into a gopa, hmm? which was his aspiration. He meets Sudama, the florist. Hmm? As it turns out, Sudama used to visit Vrindavan, the rural area, to meet with the, flo- the flower growers hmm? to procure flowers and bring them to Mathura. So he would have occasion to go to Braj and return, go to Braj and return. And it said that sometimes he saw Krishna in rustic attire hmm, at a distance. And they developed a longing. This is Sudama. His name was Sudama, the florist. There's three Sudamas in, 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 in the Prakat Lila that are prominent. There's the Sudama, who is the friend of Krishna in Braj, who's the brother of Rupa Manjari, hmm, the son and daughter of Ratnabhanu, one, one of the the Banu brothers of uh, Rishabhanu. Hmm? There's Sudama, the classmate of Krishna, hmm? uh, under the tutelage of Sandipani Muni. And there's this Sudama, the florist. So he had some attraction for Krishna, Gopal Krishna, in Raj. And he harbored this. And Krishna knew about him, of course. So he made a special arrangement to meet this florist. And one of the things that drew him to the florist was he had the same name as my friend in Braj. You should... Don't use your secular name. <laughs> no. He had the same name as my pal, Sudan. I like him. This is love psychology. Oh, he has the same name. You have something in common. Hmm? So he went and blessed him also and turned him into a gopa. Right right before everyone's eyes. Coward friends. So this is a wonderful visit for them. But of course, it had to come uh, to an end. I mean, it had to come to a point where it was time to return. But the city slicking, that's an English term, city slickers, you know, the sophisticated people of the city compared to the, the country bumpkins, another English term. Uh, in this case, Vasudev, and Devaki, Vasudev was Chatriya. Nanda was a Vaishya. Of course, they were equals because although uh, they come from the same parentage, right? They have the same uh, grandfather. So although Vasudev is a Vaishya, which who should then be respected, excuse me, a Kshatriya, hmm, should be respected by Nanda the Vaishya, Nanda was older. So they were equal friends. Hmm. Uh, and, but they weren't equal in their mentality. Hmm. And their Vatsalya Bhav was, was a little different, right? The Vatsalya Bhav of Devaki and Vasudev could be influenced by the Aishvarya of Krishna. But the Vatsalya Bhav of Nanda could not be influenced by his Aishvarya. It could not be displaced. Just like Arjun Sakya Bhav could be displaced by Aishvarya in the Gita when Krishna showed him his universal form. And then he became nervous. But when Krishna lifted Govardhan Hill, his friends just said, hey, let us help you. Toss that hill, throw it to the hand of Sudam, Sridam, hmm? and give it so we can massage it for you. Hmm? You must be tired. Something like this. So different mentalities, and, and, and of course Vasudeva was a Chatriya, so they had a much more complicated mind. Manager, organizer, hmm? In, in, aware of worldly, how the world works, 
The coward people are not so much aware of how the world works. That's its advantage. Right? In one sense, they know. Grow food, milk cows. That's it. You got it. Right? Live happily ever after. Uh, so, the complicated, the more complicated mind, if you will, and fast talking of the city dwelling Vasudev, bewildered Nanda Maharaj. He told him, Well, your son's here, you know, while he's here, he's got to get an education, right? And Sunday Panimuni is not far, he should go there. So, he's trying to extend the stay of Krishna in Mathura beyond the purpose for which Krishna went which was the calling of Kamsa to participate in a wrestling match, which would ultimately bring about his demise, Kamsa's demise. And really, Nanda just didn't have a, have a reply for Vasudev. So, now Nanda had to return. And of course, this was a uh, very uh, trying uh, moment of, sep- and of the anticipation and separation ahead. And Nanda tried to um, dissuade Krishna. I mean, he could talk to Krishna and say, well, fine, you know, I could go back, but what about your mother? Hmm? And, uh, and what about your friends here? Hmm? And so forth. So, here, now Krishna turns to his friends. This is what I mean by their, by separation in Sakyabhav having a, a triple effect. Hmm? He told his friends, they were his friends. So he said, Sudam, come, and I and will write a letter hmm, to, my, to my mother. Hmm? Here is the letter. You take the letter and you must go and give her the letter. So the implication is that the Sakiras devotees, they have to bear the burden and of, of, of Mother Yasoda's separation and try to mitigate it. Hmm? Just like Uddhava came to try to mitigate right, the separation. Balaram came to try to mitigate their separation. These friends, hmm? you understand? So it's a characteristic of Sakyabhava. So he wrote that Sudam Sudam read the letter out loud, and Krishna, of course, explained to his mother that, "Don't think that I'm not there. I'm there. Hmm? When you cook and you have a hallucination that it's me, uh, you cook and they pass out because I'm not there, and you dream that I came. I actually came. And the proof is, yesterday you cooked ladus and pakoras and kitchari, right? Hmm? This way, Sudam." Cook took the took the uh, the, the letter and he, he has the car- had to be the carrier, and then Nanda said, "Well, what about you know what about what about the about your friends uh, themselves and the cows?" And Krishna said, "Well, the friends, uh, I will also appear uh, before them and um, mystically, even in my apparent." Absence. The difference in this sense here between Vatsalya Rasa and Madhurya Rasa is that when this Spurti of Krishna, literally means like hallucination, but Krishna's somewhere else, but he's manifesting a form there and then, then it goes away, right? So for the, in Sakyaras, you see, in Vatsalya Rasa and Madhurya Rasa, even when Krishna's present, they're not sure if he's there. They're not sure if he's going to stay around. Hmm? Right, but the Sakiras are confident. They're very, they're confident Krishna will return. So when he, he said, "When I appear in a sporty, they'll know that I'm there." Hmm? What about the cows? Nandamar says, and Krishna says, "Well, they're a little different, of course. They understand the presence by by smell, and they can see some kind of something about form, and they can hear." So by their ears and by their nose, they can know, oh, it's so-and-so, such-and-such is here. And a little bit, they can make out the form. Hmm? So he said, here, rub this smell on 
on Stoka Krishna. Stoka Krishna means little Krishna. He looks like Krishna, but he's a little smaller. Hmm? And he took his some of his ornaments and put them on him. And gave his his uh, gave him Balaram's horn. You know his flute. And he gave Balaram's horn to Subal. Told Subal to wear blue clothes like Balaram. Hmm? And then Stoka Krishna will dress like me and he'll smell like me. And this way he'll pacify the cows in my absence. And then he took Subal aside, of course, and wrote a letter to the gopis. Something similar to what he wrote to his mother, only speaking about the rendezvous that they were already having mystically with him in his absence at the moment. So the point anyway is that these Sakharasa devotees had to bear the burden of the separation of the gopis and of the, go- and of the, 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 the parental love and their own burden. Hmm? They have to carry their own burden and then pacify and try to mitigate the burden of others. Hmm? So, anyway, we're getting myself by far. Krishna is in Vrindavan. He's just been born recently. Mm-hmm. He hasn't even undergone the Nam Karana, the name ceremony. And, uh, and the messenger comes from Mathura. And he is coming in the night, and he's all soaking wet, and it's not raining. And Nanda Maharaj recognizes him, and oh, I, I, we know you, and you're coming from Mathura, from Vasudev. And so what is, why are you here? Of course, and then he explains that some, what's happening in Mathura, what's going on there how this evil is Kamsa. Hmm? That I had, that I wanted to come, Vasudev asked me to bear a message to you. Hmm? And Vasudev, of course, sent a message because he had some concern. What happened? Right? He had gone, he had taken Vasudev Krishna, that was born in Mathura, crossed the Jamuna, and exchanged her for the girl, the daughter. Right, of of of, of uh, Jashoda, and brought her to the Torah. But he's wondering what happened. I the message would be: I heard you had a very wonderful son. I hope he's well, and I hope my son Balaram. I hope he's well also. I want to hear some news, something like that. So anyway, the messenger said it's so bad in the Torah that I that I I couldn't go by daylight. To bring a message here. Hmm? I came at night and had to swim across the river in the middle of the night. And here I've come in this condition. And so, well, what is the message? What is the message? And the message was that a daughter appeared, uh, Devaki's, what, seventh child, seventh child, was a daughter. Eighth one, eighth one, was a daughter was supposed to have been a son, but it was a daughter. And, of course, the oracle was that, that the eighth son of Devaki would be the killer of Kamsa. It was a daughter. So what happened, the messenger said, of course, was that Kamsa went and decided to slay the daughter just to be safe, in case the oracle just didn't get one point right. Got a 90 score on his prediction reading. These days in astrology, if they get one thing right, you're like, yeah, that sounds like (laughs) everything else is wrong, and you just deny that, dismiss that. Anyway, so that put Nanda in distress. No, no, but that's not the whole of it. He threw her on the ground, but before she could hit the ground, she flew up into the air and manifested herself with eight arms. And told Kamsa, I will appear in different places in the world, and who is to bring about your death has already been born, and so forth. And so Kamsa was very fearful. And um, he even apologized to Vasudev, the Devaki, let him out of jail, and so forth. But his evil nature, in bad association, his samskars, rose again. They were having a conference and deciding that they should kill, just to be safe, 
all the babies born within this recent period of time. So this was a very uh, shocking situation. And uh, Vasudev wanted that, uh, that Nanda Maharaj would be, would be warned and wanted him to come and meet with him secretly in Mathura. So Nanda Maharaj met with his elders, of course, uh, Upananda and his other elder Upananda, other brothers, and and it was decided they should go, and Nanda should dress himself up like the king of the cowherds that he was, but make him look more prominent as a king, and bring a bundle of taxes to Kamsa, pacify him, and secretly meet with Vasudev in in Mathura. And while he was away, then the beginning of Kamsa's mischief came to Braj in the form of Putana. Putana is uh, described in the Purana, uh, Puranic text uh, as being in the previous life the daughter of Bali Maharaj, Ratnamala, daughter of Bali Maharaj. And when Vamana, Avatar, tricked Bali, when he first appeared in Bali's life, offering him, please take three steps of land and I will give you, or whatever it was, ask what you want of me, ask what you want of me, and I'll fulfill your desire. So Ratnamala became very attracted to him and thought, I'd like to have a son like that and nurse him with my breast milk. That would be, I'm so attracted to him. And then, of course, Mama cheated Bali Maharaj because what was it he said? Um, oh, Bali offered him whatever you like. That's what it was. Excuse me. Bali offered whatever you like. And attracted to him as he was. He said, well, I want three steps of land. He said, that's no problem. Three steps. I own the whole universe at this time. So with one step, he covered the lower region and the other one step, the higher region. There was nowhere left to step except on Bali's head. And Radhamal took exception to this. At that point, she said, oh, I'd like to poison that guy. (laughs) So, Putana. Putana came to Braj, right? She's described in the Puranas as an owl. An owl. Interestingly enough, in um, the pre-modern societies, the owl is often seen as an inauspicious uh, night-dwelling creature. Amongst the Native Americans in North America, it said, if you hear a hoot owl, outside your door, three nights in a row, it means you're going to die. So they're associated with, with, with death in many pagan cultures and so forth. And so the Puranas describe her as, a, as, as an owl, kind of a partly human, partly bird type of a, of a creature, right? And um, so her appearance was rather shocking and unbecoming. But it's also mentioned in the Purana that, without any explanation of the history that, to it, that she had a blessing from Durvas, that she could change her form into any form that she liked. So she, for this particular mission of, on, on behalf of Kamsa, she changed herself into a form that looked like, like a heavenly mother, like, a, like Lakshmi herself, bearing a lotus in her hand. So attractive. And she entered into Braj. But now the question is, how could she enter into Braj? Yes, she was disguised, but in that way, innocent devotees might be deceived, absorbed in their, uh, their, their praying. But there are open eyes also in Braj. Krishna Shakti's open eyes. So, how could she come in? In the air, 
in Bhagavatam it said wherever there is Shravan about Bhagwan, then evil influences cannot come. Hmm? And that is a place only of hearing about chanting about Krishna, right, since he was born and so forth. So this is why she's called Srimati Puta. As it turned out, baby killer that she was, which was now the strategy of Kamsa, right? And she had been elected amongst all the evil associates to be the first. They didn't think there would be need another one because she would kill all the children born in a certain period of time. That surely the child that had already been born that would bring about his death would be killed, was the idea. Um, but she was not able to go into the homes and the families of those who were pious would speak of devotees. So she ended up only going into the homes of, of, of demonic people who would be, would be unbeknownst to her in support of Kamsa. So she killed many de- demonic children hmm? previously. In this way, she helped Krishna's mission. Hmm? So the Leela Shakti allowed her to come in. Hmm? So she she had some indirect bhakti samskars. Hmm? Right? Because one of Krishna's missions is that vinashaya chaduskritam to destroy the miscreants, right? Establish dharma and so forth. So Putin was a big help in this regard. And disguised she was. The disguise, of course, is something to play out in the, looking at it metaphorically in terms of obstacles, as I mentioned. She was disguised as a devotee. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we're maybe just dressed up as a devotee, but we're not thinking like a devotee. We're only acting like a devotee in the temple around, around Swami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise. So we've got, our heart's got some poison in that. So we want Krishna to suck it out, take it out, take the poison out, kill the poison in us, that we might be real devotees. So we see, of course, she was only dressed like a devotee, she had a poisonous plan, she was a counterfeit devotee, but Krishna turned her into a devotee. So he could do it to us too, it's possible. It doesn't mean we should just be a counterfeit devotee. We should think, what if even a counterfeit devotee we lose to? What will he do to me if I try not to be a counterfeit devotee? If I try to be a real devotee? Right? So you can, you can pray to Putin even. This was shown through you. Please help me to be a real devotee. So, um, Given her disguise, then Yashoda and Rohini, with their pure hearts and village innocence, and their their total um, absorption in their son, that after all, Yashoda Mai had prayed to have a son that would be more auspicious than Narayan himself, and she felt that he was more more beautiful than Narayan, who they worshipped. So she, she had every reason to think that her son was a very extraordinary. I mean, he's her son, first and foremost, but he's very extraordinary. He has very wonderful qualities. He will do very wonderful things. You couldn't have a more wonderful son. And, and, and so suddenly a wonderful lady appears. It all makes sense. What is this what is his karma? What was he in his past life? That now that who knows what kind of people will come and visit him and come into his life and that we'll meet as a result of having him as our son. What auspicious things will happen to us because of taking care of him? Hmm? And here, it's just he's just been born just shortly, uh, uh, a little bit earlier. And heavenly, it could be Lakshmi herself has come here. Hmm? After all, he's more beautiful than Narayan. Now, she's supposed to be chaste to Narayan, but that's because he's the most handsome guy. If someone was more hand, more beautiful, who knows? These kind of thoughts <laughs> going through her head. Right? Krishna's too, Bhagavan, Sai, um, 
they're living in this, right? This idea, the full implications of that. So they got out of the way. Hmm? And just let her come in and she must have some auspicious connection with my son. They're gonna what what's she gonna do for him, get from him, and so forth. And so Putin came in and said, What is this? The child is lying on the bed? What kind of affection do you have? How could you let him off of your lap? How could you take him even even think of taking him from your breast for a moment? And so they all said, oh, just see, well, our motherhood is nothing. Hmm? <laughs> nothing compared to hers. We think we love Krishna. This is how Rohini and, the, and Yashoda began to think, but we we're just blessed to have such a son. We, but we're not qualified. We had no way qualified to be his son. He's so extraordinary. Hmm? Mother Yashoda is the full face of Vatsalya Bhav, but she's not thinking, I'm, I'm the queen here. I'm the full face. Nobody loves him like me in Vatsalya Rasa. No. Hmm? Many other extensions and manifestations of Vatsalya Rasa in the brudge. Hmm? And she is the center. But she doesn't think of herself as the center. And that's one of the reasons that she is. Hmm? We'll see that it comes out a little more as we go forward. So, so she's thinking, well, this this is a, who knows who she is, and and she's right. What kind of mother am I for this son? So it was very easy for Putin to come and pick Krishna up and bring him to her, to her, to suckle her breast. And now here is Krishna. Of course, he's only a couple months old, and. This is a very extraordinary situation because there's a, there's very strong competing forces of Aishvarya Bhav and Madhurya Bhav. Madhurya meaning intimacy and human-like perspective. Aishvarya meaning the majesty and the knowing, knowing that it's Bhutana, knowing that she's actually coming with a demonic idea in mind. She's going to give the, her tender motherly breast into the innocent, defenseless child's mouth having first smeared it with poison. The contrast here, there's another contrast that's extraordinary. The dastardly, or how would you say it, a terrible, unmentionable idea. You can imagine, I've said it before, if some lady you know, put poison on her breasts and poisoned her children, it would be headline news. Mm. <laughs> what a horrible thing. Mother poisons. Nurse. At, uh, she was like a nursemaid to Krishna. Nurse in daycare center puts poison on her breasts. <laughs> Chills, kills children. <laughs> this is like a big story. Right? So, perfectly, absolutely innocent on the one side. Defenseless. Mm. And, and and reaching for the breast, which is the which is this is like whole identification of life at this point. That is the life. The breast is the life. And the poison comes out. Oh, shocking! Right? So one side, Krishna Shaki is letting him know that poison. This is a demon. The other side, he's seeing her like a beautiful mother. So he closes his eyes. He closed his eyes so that he could know, but but not see. The see would be seeing would be competing with his knowing, so he had to close his eyes. And closing his eyes, he just thought of her as a mother, as a nurse. Hmm. I'll think of her like this, and then with his eyes, Varya Shakti took over, and when he sucked out her breast milk, he sucked uh, the poison. The poison turned sweets and. Her life hair, or whatever, can, uh, it became painful for her. She began to scream, yell, to the surprise of everyone, and then trying to get away, thrashing and turning, she flew like an owl. She flew at some distance, trying to lift off and crashing down, just 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 outside of Brudge, breaking the gardens of Kamsa. 
Kamsa's palace. Didn't hurt any bro- any tree in the Braj. Just outside. So this is an astonishing uh, event. And Krishna, of course, is on her breast. He didn't let go. He's sucking her breast and she's screaming and flying, trying to get away. Hmm? Um, this contrast, of course, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. So, m- meanwhile, Yasoda and Yohini, they could not run after Krishna. They just passed out. Hmm? Other nursemaids, like hmm, Kalimba, hmm, Ambika, nurses of Krishna, and so many others in Vatsali Bhav, they ran after Putana, trying to see where, you know, she's flying away, they're running after her, though she's flying. They could be a, a little bit more composed. The, the Sakya, the Vatsali Bhav of, of Yashoda and Rohini just, they passed out, they couldn't participate. So the other mothers ran after, and then when Putana crashed, of course, and her horrible form was fully visible before them, huge in size and so forth. Then they, her arm was lying like this, and they used it as a staircase to run up on her and take Krishna from the breast and hurry him back uh, to Vrindavan. And Mother Yashoda would tell them in the end, just see how indebted I am to you. You are the real mothers. I couldn't even do anything. You have returned him. Putting them in the center, your Vatsali Bhavas is, is greater than mine. And for the meantime, of course, then Nandan Marsh met with Vasudev while this is going on. Vasudev asked him, so how is your son? How is my son, Balaram? And be careful. Kamsa is doing these things. Be careful about this. He gave him some caution. And so when Nandamars is coming back to Vrindavan, and then he sees, looks like there's been an earthquake here, just on the outskirts. Well, what's happened? Trees have fallen, and the and that's, earth is upturned, and, and so on and so forth. And then he realizes it's some kind of rakshashi or something. And then the mind is thinking, just see the all-knowing Vasudev. He has some mystic power to know. He cautioned us. I better be double cautious since he returns, of course, uh, to uh, to Brudge and everyone's telling the story and and so forth. And then they have to go and deal with the body of of Putana. So he collects up some people from just out the outskirts of Brudge who cut her body up and burn it and it smells very aromatic like sandalwood and so forth to the amazement of of everyone. And, of course, Putana hmm, attains some form of uh, motherhood, like a nurse in Golok. Hmm, somewhere in Golok. This is the famous verse of the Bhagavatam cited or mentioned, or spoken by Uddhava hmm, to speak about how the, who in their right mind would worship anyone else when Putana came imitating a devotee. Hmm? Only, only a nominal devotee. Hmm? Indeed, eh, was offensive to other devotees, although dressed like a devotee, and chanting, offending other devotees. Hmm? And still Krishna uh, gave her uh, a position of, in, in praying Mm-hmm. And, and, and the kind of praying that, that, that she came so much in conflict with as well. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons, who in their right mind will take shelter of anybody else? Mm-hmm. It's a nice verse. Um, Mahaprabhu cites it to Sanatana Goswami also, I think believe when instructing him in, in Bhagavatam about the merciful nature of Krishna the guna of Krishna, the qualities of Krishna, meditating upon which will easily attain brain. Also, of course, it's uh, cited in Chaitanya Bhagavat. There, the 
incarnation in Gaurlila of uh, Vrishabhanu Maharaj, Radharani's father, appearing as Pundarik Vidyanidhi, comes to Nadia and he doesn't look like a devotee. Yeah. Right? He's dressed like a worldly person. In fact, he's being carried on a palanquin and smoking a hookah. And Mukunda is taking the young Gadadhar Pandit to see a great devotee. And this is what they see. And Gadadhar thinks, what kind of devotee is this? So it's a worldly person. Gadadhar Pandit was a, was a brahmachari, reciter of the Bhagavad, and so forth. Hmm? And so he, he didn't understand him. And Mukunda could understand, oh, he, this Pundarik doesn't look like a devotee, but he is. So we could look like a devotee, but not be a devotee. And we could not look like a devotee and be a devotee. So you have to have this spiritual eye to see, right? Pundarik didn't look like a devotee, but Mukunda knew that he was. So what did Mukunda say? Oh, Bhagiyam Stanakala Bhutam. He cited this verse of Uddhav from the Bhagavatam. Oh, how merciful is Krishna, that Bhutana came like this, and she attained Matsalya Bhav. And Pundarik is in Matsalya Bhav as, as the mother of, father of Radharani. Actually, Radharani was also stolen by Bhutana. This is related by Jiva Rupa Goswami in his his drama. Chandravali and uh, because she was going out, right? She wanted to kill Jandavali and, uh, and, uh, and 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 Radharani, but some sage saw and sent some curse, and Putana dropped them, picked up, picked up, brought to their respective homes and so forth. So, anyway, when uh, Pundarik heard this verse, then. He fell off his palanquin. Very, it's very nicely described in Chaitanya Bhagavad. His spittoon, pot, gold pot, was kicked with his foot, and he tore his clothes off, silk clothes. His hookah went flying. He's rolling on the ground, weeping. And got out of it understand. Oh, he's a great Vaishnav. Hmm? Although he wasn't dressed like one. The point is what it means to be a Vaishnava, there's a spirit there. Hmm? Yeah. There's a substance and there's the form. They can come together, that would be nice, but sometimes they don't. Hmm? Right. So we want to be a devotee, a Saragrahi Vaishnava, an essential Vaishnava. We want to know the difference between substance and form, between details and principles, not conflate the two, not misconstrue the detail to be the principle, the principle to be the detail. Hmm? We, we, we see this in the community at large, the Gaudian community internationally, so um, this is a good leela to help us think about that and, and so forth. So, Putana attained a very special um, position in Krishna leela. Srimati Putana, Kijai. <laughs> Any question? What's the time now? 7.30. There are other some details then. Of course, that uh, when Krishna was saved, then Mother Yasoda became very active to protect him, right? So their principal means of protecting him was invoking Harinam. Hmm. Chanting the, the names Keshava, Madhava, Govinda, taking a cow's tail. It said all the holy places are inside the tail of a cow. So they brushed him off with a cow tail, bathed him in cow urine, smeared him with cow, cow dung, and marked his body, chanting the different names of Vishnu. It was their main thing. Hmm? Many of them, the commentators have emphasized this. They chanted the holy names. They did Nam Kirtan. 
This is the ultimate in protection, right? We have argued for that. Hare Krishna, Sukirtan. Hare Krishna, Kijaya. Old Premanam Nayi.